Blog Talk Radio. <laughs> Archangels, ghosts, and Bigfoot, oh my, it's just another night for Supernatural Girls. Real stories, real answers to life's biggest supernatural mysteries. And now, for another exciting interview with paranormal experts from this world and others. Here's your host, paranormal researcher Patricia Baker, on the one, the only, Supernatural Girls. Welcome, everyone, to another exciting episode of Supernatural Girls Radio. I'm your host, Patricia Baker. I am here with my co-host, Patricia Kirkman. PK, how are you tonight? I am drip dry. I got to watch the rain walk in in a few minutes. We had quite a storm here and on the northwest side. So it's, you know, half of Tucson is dry as a bone and the other half has got hail and whatever. Makes life interesting here. Oh, yeah. My goodness. Wow. So, anyways, we have had rain and rain and rain here in New England. It just doesn't want to stop. But we did have, I did see the sun for a few moments, which was very exciting. And I was thrilled to see that happen. But we need more of it. My green tomatoes, they're green. They need to turn red sometime <laughs> really before green, September. Huh? Yeah, well, we're going to have fried green tomatoes, you know, I'm like the movie. I was going to say, bag them and have fried green tomatoes. That might be <laughs> what we have to do if that sun doesn't start to shine. Gosh. So tell us, PK, what's happening with the numbers? Where are we this week? Well, you know, I, I took a look at things, and it's a one-month, it's a review of last year. We've been told that enough times, but this is a day of major changes. And I got to thinking, you know, so many people are interested in finding a, a, a date or a someone that they can care about. And five deals with our sensual, sexual side. So I thought, yeah, take a look here. You know, a lot of gals are, and guys are going to this online dating type thing. So right. I put together this article. I'm going to put it up on my uh, website this next week. But it's about how to choose and how to take a look for people on the online dating so that you can oh. find out a little bit more of who they are instead of what they say they are. I hate to put wow. it that way, but we, That's we so all helpful. have a tendency to kind of brag a bit. And in some cases, we put ourselves down when there's so much more that somebody else would just love to be a partner with. So I'm going to put tremendous. that up for people to take a look. It'll show you how oh, to figure out your numbers. And it's very simple. Just take a look what the universal year is, add your month, day, and year birth to that, and it narrow it down to one single digit, and that's who you are. So and then you'll find out what who they so. are, which is even more important oh, because God, when you're yes. doing that online dating, you don't know what you're doing with these people. So yeah, oh, it's okay. really that's great information. So your website and is patriciakirkman.com. Uh-huh. So it'll be everybody it'll, it'll know be how to find first. you. It'll be up on Good. the first. Uh, okay, but you know, I think it's time that people had a chance to take a sneak peek before the fact. And ladies and gentlemen, make the first date for coffee, daytime. That way you get a chance to feel comfortable before you make it the big time. 
That's right. And they keep it safe. Keep it safe. Mm-hmm. Sure. My goodness. That's a great, great tool that you're offering, PK. Wonderful. That's that's so nice. I love it. I love it. So PatriciaKirkman.com on September 1st. Go to the website and you will find this very helpful information. That's great. Mm-hmm. Now we see more secrets are coming out, do we not? Oh, this yes. is what you predicted. We see that oh, happening yes. in the news, more things coming to the surface. That's, I guess, a good mm-hmm. thing. We want to know the truth. So we're looking at more and more of that. And what else is well, happening? Anything else? There is going to be more information coming out. I'm really skeptical about some of the stuff that, well, Let's face it, we're getting a, a boatload of lies right now. Everything's up in the air, and uh, the fake news is the fake newsers, you know, type thing. But there, there's going to be a lot of changes, and by October, things are really going to start flying, if not before then. But between October and the end of this year, there's going to be some major changes that are dealing with the information flow that's coming out. And people are going to really start delving into the how come and the what fors. And they're not oh. going to be able to hide a lot of it anymore. In fact, they're not no, they're not good. hiding it now. Yeah, it's hard to hide it now. I mean, we are in the digital age. All this stuff's coming right out. So that's mm-hmm. good. All is right with the world when we know the truth. So that's good. Now tonight, we have a very special guest. We do. And he's a dear friend, Dan Baldwin, and we've had him on the show before, and he has a new book out called The Psychic Detective Guidebook. We're going to be talking to him about the tools, the methods, and real-life stories about how psychic detectives track down people, uh, criminals, the truth. We're going to hear it all from Dan in just a few minutes, so everybody stay tuned. We just have some paranormal news to talk about also. Now... There's mm-hmm. my notes. This is so weird. <laughs> you got about, that right. <laughs> yes. Feral people. Wild people, uh, right? Now they yep. refer to them as wild men. But they're wild it could be women too, but for the most part I guess it's people uh, that are living uh, off the grid, but, but they're also they're taking on these wild characteristics of being mm-hmm. predator. And there's a great article about it from Mysterious Universe that we posted on our Facebook page. Mm-hmm. And everybody, just go there and read it. And especially, it talks about the Appalachian Trail, talks about Dennis Miller, which is one of the most heartbreaking cases of a missing yeah. child. And that has been reported by David Paulides in one of his books, Missing 411. Mm-hmm. And that is so upsetting, that case, because this child went missing and another family claims that they saw something like either a wild man or a Bigfoot, Mm -hmm. some big hulking creature with a child over its shoulder walking up on a cliff. And they reported that to the police and the police didn't really follow up on any of it. But one of the forest rangers did come forward and say that there were wild men known in that area, and they were pretty ferocious. They had even attacked one of the rangers in the past. But Dennis, unfortunately, was never found, and that's extremely tragic. And I know that's um, – but that's a story that it is true. It happened, 
And, again, there are a lot of people that do go missing. Thanks to mm-hmm. Damon Paulides' research, we've been able to follow all of this. They go missing in the national parks, and very little is brought to light about what has happened to them. So a uh, great series of books, David Paulides' books. But it is uh, a very troubling issue. This continues to happen in our national parks and elsewhere. We need all the help we can get to try to find these people and find out what in the world's going on. There's been reports of wild men, Bigfoot, Tragons, which are like the evil form of the Bigfoot, and extraterrestrials, reptilians. Mm-hmm. I mean, there's all kinds of stories out there. And we all know that David Polite stays away from speculating what could be doing this, but his reports are very well documented. He's a former police detective himself. So it's, it's well worth keeping up with these stories. And if you're a hiker and you go to these areas, you need to follow his advice on what to take with you so that you don't become one of the missing. So anyways, also... Also, you're doing your dating information for September 1, mm-hmm. and after September right. 1, I'm going to be offering soul realignment sessions, which are really right. fun, really cool, helps get you back on your path. So if anybody's interested in that, just shoot me an email. You can find both PK's email and mine on Supernatural Girls' website, and that's supernaturalgirls.com, and that's with a Z, not an S, a Z. And, and follow and us don't on Don't forget also. also to mention, my dear heart, the fact of the, the dream episodes. Uh, yes, yes. Too many we've been people, doing more and they more talk about groups. it. They need to be aware it's there, too. Oh, yes, because it is an important piece of work. Don't ignore your dreams. Your dreams are really important for your own personal power and for your own healing. Feel free to contact me with any questions about your dreams or starting your own dream group in your area. I'm happy to help. So very powerful times for all of us for self-empowerment, and that's what this is all about. When you come to this show, we want to help you with that. We want to bring you the latest and greatest information. And that's what we have tonight. We yes, have we, greatest, we got the greatest. We have Dan Baldwin. Now, Dan is an expert, and he's also an author of very, of, I can't even count all the paranormal books he has written. And he's worked with the police on cases here in the mm-hmm. U.S. So he's joining us tonight. He's going to tell us all about methods and tools and procedures, how to work with the authorities, how to find these missing people how to solve crime, how not to get arrested when you tell the police you know something <laughs> That's about the case. <laughs> yes, exactly. So anyway, Dan is a, a an award-winning author, and he is here with us tonight. So we're going to bring him on the show. Dan, welcome to the show. Good to be here. Oh, we're well, excited to, to have you with us. Very definitely. Your your book is now going to become one of my new Bibles. Oh, bless you, Mom. Yes. Seriously, it's, it's I hope it does me, some good. Oh, I'm sure it will. I'm sure it will. It feels good, Dan. It's got that real good feel good to it. Well, I wrote it, it to be uh, as informative as possible in as few words as possible. I just really wanted to get the information out there without a lot of fluff. So uh, I, I think it's a good read. It is. It is it an is. excellent read. Patricia now, knows that have... I've got it. Like, sometimes that's right. If, if PK says it's a good read, it is because she doesn't like to read much. So 
This is a great book. So, <laughs> so Dan, out now. Thanks, lady. <laughs> Dan, you were saying that you did not get into this whole world of the paranormal until about 20 years ago, but you've worked extensively on a lot of missing person cases yourself. So what was it that turned your head in the direction of psychic detecting? Well, it, it really came out out of nowhere, literally out of left field. Uh, uh, as, as a writer, sometimes I get real tense, you know, just writing all day. So I would take a walk in the afternoon, in the late evenings, uh, around my neighborhood, go down to the park, and just basically uh, dump the mental trash from the day is what I would be doing. And one day, I swear to God, I heard a voice that said, find missing children. Mm. And uh, mm-hmm. yeah, I, I'm not a clear audience. I don't hear voices, you know. So I looked around. There was no car driving by. There was no window open. There was no TV set playing out. out. And I said, well, that's interesting. And I uh, didn't think too much about it. But, you know, in my evening sojourns, that thought would not go away. It just was something that was embedded in the back of my head, just, you know, find missing children. So at that point, I decided, well, obviously, for some reason, I am supposed to be doing this. And I, I had to evaluate the situation. You know, I'm not a cop. I'm not a trained investigator. I have absolutely no no background whatsoever except in, you know, writing. So I said, you know, how can I find missing missing kids? And just another flash, we'll try this, uh, you know, approach. And at that point, I went out and started. Dan, you're breaking up and a little bit. You you may need to move to an area where you're having a better signal because okay. we just lost you how about, for a few seconds yeah. there. How, how about right now? That's Sounds better. Good. Am I? Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, I'm I'm standing up on one leg holding a light bulb, so that's that's all right. Good. Can we get pictures? You just have to do that for 90 more minutes, <laughs> <Yeah>. okay? <laughs> uh, so anyway, I was. Uh, I was at one of these bookstores, and I had I was trying to tarot cards and things like that, and I saw a, a, a lady operating the pendulum, and it just hit me, you know, I can do that. That looks like something I can do. So I went over and introduced myself, and she got me started with the pendulum, and I really took to it, and uh, kind of I'm a self-taught pendulum dowser. So you've been using that to, to as your tool. I mentioned I am a, a pendulum doofus I, I just can't it just doesn't work for me but i like can't you say it book, being a doofus. i'm trying too hard i'm trying too hard mm-hmm. it could be it may just also not be my tool because it's not the only tool but it is your exactly. tool that's something that works extremely well for you now do you have a specific pendulum that you use I have probably ten or twelve pendulums that I use, and uh, th- there's no one, no one is favored over the other. Okay. Yeah, basically, uh, when I'm about to do a session, you know, I just uh, pick up the one that says, "Hey, use me, Dan. Use me. Use me," <laughs> and, and go with that. Yeah, but yeah, you know, like I say in the book, there, there, there's no magic in the in the pendulum itself. It's just a tool, so it doesn't really matter. Mm-hmm. Right. Now, you've worked on your own, you've worked in groups, and you've worked with Rhonda and Dwight on doing dowsing and, and figuring out what happened in the Wild West. We've had Rhonda and Dwight on the show right. recently. And so you're really, you've got your hands in a lot of different things with psychic detecting. But you've seen a lot of things firsthand. You have interviewed a lot of psychic detectives. 
So there, let's talk about some of the other the tools and some of the other methods. So some people use pendulums, like you, and I know, PK, right. you're good at it, too. Um, but what other tools do people use when they're looking for missing children and missing people in general? Well, when I'm working with other people, it depends on what uh, what their specific skill is. But uh, I've worked with everybody using everything that is possibly available. You know, the tarot cards, uh, dreaming, crystal gazing, uh, dreaming, uh, mediumship. You name it. That's that's what works for different people. And you know, you've there's, there's not one that's better. There's not one that's better than the other. It just matters. Uh, what matters most is what works for the individual psychic. Mm-hmm. Right. Do you find that the crystal, working with the crystal, is helpful for you? Uh, uh, you mean scrying? Crystal gazing. Uh, yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. I've done a little bit at it, and I know there's something there, but I'm, uh, I really like the pendulum. Yeah, uh, I like one the, of the pendulum re- better. Yeah, yeah, one of the reasons I like the pendulum is that the fact that there, there's no room for interpretation. Your, your your answers are have to be either yes mm-hmm. or no. There's no room for interpretation whatsoever, and that that appeals to my mind. Uh, it's a real it makes it a real slow slow process, but you get you know, mm-hmm. again there's no interpretation involved, and that's what I'm, I'm most comfortable with. Uh, yeah, and let me point easier. out also that yeah I'm the first to say that uh, I am not 100% right 100% of the time either. I think well, anybody who claims to be that accurate is is lying or deluded. No, they're called God. <laughs> yeah. But I will say, you know, in my defense, you know, when, I, when I'm cooking, I'm, I'm 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 right on. Yeah, no, that's the whole thing. It's as we work with these uh, pieces of interpretation towards different things. What message we get at one moment may all of a sudden become a different direction shortly thereafter and it leads us to the back to the positive space but when we're looking at some of these things it gets a little scary for people like myself that's a novice and always learning to make it different and so when I'm reading your book I was just enthralled with all the different ways that you have come about to work with these things and how to bring it to people's attention that's why I said this is going to become my bible (laughs) I, I, I am flattered and honored. Thank you very much. I, I, yeah, I hope the book takes the, off. I, it, I'm sure it yeah. will because there's a lot of people interested in this. Now, tell us a little bit about some of the cases that you've been involved with, you know, some of the success stories. I know sometimes you find people, they're no longer living, but you're still finding them. So tell us some some of these experiences that you've had, either on your own or with other people. Yeah, the the downside of of, of what I do in psychic detecting is that uh, we're always the, the last ones to be called into a situation, which means it's usually a cold case. Mm, you know, it, it's like that's too bad. Yeah. Uh, well, you know, it's, it's like you know the cops say, "Well, we've tried this, we've tried that, we've tried this over there. We may as well give the psychics a try." So by the time we get called into the into the case, you know, forty eight hours has passed, or a week has passed, or mm-hmm. sometimes decades have passed. So it's you know it's. Uh, Successful cases are hard to come by simply because of the the, the time that we we've, we've been brought into. Mm-hmm. Uh, a good yeah, a good case would be um, I won't mention any names, but we uh, several friends of mine and I worked a case up in Colorado, uh, roughly the Durango area, La Plata County, and we, uh, it was a situation where 
the father had killed the son, and I can say oh. that because he's in jail. He's in jail now, but no, mm-hmm. there was no evidence. You know, it's one of those typical small town crimes. Everybody knows who did it, but there's no evidence to prove it. So they finally called us in, and there's uh, several of us, and we all had different hits in different locations. And uh, I had a specific uh, hit, and I use uh, uh, GPS coordinates when I do my dowsing. In other mm-hmm. words, when I, I file, mm-hmm. when I file a report, I can say, you know, policeman, you go to this exact spot, and you will, you know, you will find the missing person or the missing evidence. And I, you know, I'm either right or wrong, but he he goes directly to that spot. And I had two places on a specific mountain. And in talking to the police later on, I learned that uh, they believed that one of the locations, there was a little clearing in the woods, is where the actual murder took place or the transfer of the body took place. And at the other place, I think it was within like 300 feet of my uh, GPS point, they found finger bones and a, uh, I don't know, I think a leg bone or something like that that was uh, later on wow. determined through DNA to be that of uh, that of the child, mm. the mm. missing child. Terrible. So in, in that case, you know, the there was nothing we could do to save the kid because he was long gone. But at least the the guys and gals involved in that were able to bring some closure and eventually right. help bring about the uh, you know the arrest of the the guilty person. Which was his own father. Isn't that horrible? My yeah. God, I think I I know the case that you're discussing right now. Mm-hmm. But uh, you know, people need closure. It has, does help. To know where the body mm-hmm. is and to have the bones identified, as horrible that as that sounds. I mean, of course, it would have been better well, to find the kid alive, but that wasn't possible. Yeah. Well, I can tell you, I've I've gone out. To, not only uh, do I do uh, do the, the the pendulum readings, I have also gone out with search and rescue crews, you know, to try to find the missing person. And one of the toughest things is coming back from a search and looking in the eyes of the family member and just going, didn't find him. Mm. Yeah, you know, and just just to see their faces fall, I mean that's uh, worse than coming back and, and and saying, well, we found what's left of them. At least they have closure right. with that. Exactly. Right. Exactly. Yes. Oh, that's terrible. Yeah, I know. It's terrible to live with. Uh, yes, I, I mean just watching just recently the Molly Tibbet case, which was so horrifying. And again, they were uh, lucky they found something soon, but still, again, what a horrifying thing for that family to go through with that illegal immigrant killing her the way he did so ruthlessly. Um, It's also, I think, a good lesson for people, male or female, who might be out jogging or hiking on their own. And if they feel threatened, don't wait to call the police. I mean, that's apparently the story that's coming out, is that she felt threatened, and then she threatened him with, I'm the perpetrator, with, I'm going to call the police if you don't stop. So she obviously felt threatened enough yeah. to to think about it. But then she didn't do it, and he got her. So yeah. it's unfortunate. Yeah, jog, we have with to... your, your phone and, uh, jog with yes. your cell phone and a can of mace. There you your go. Your doesn't weigh anything. That's and great being advice. safe. If you feel that you should do it, this business of everybody thinks, well, I don't want to make a fool of myself if I call and this isn't really it. What right. are they going to think? Well, right. forget yeah, but that. that. That's your, that's your psychic in, instinct kicking in. Your psychic ability is saying, hey, don't do this. Mm-hmm. Right. Something's yeah, seriously or, wrong. Yeah, or your psychic <laughs> ability is saying, punch 911 now. Exactly. Right. That's exactly yeah. what they should do when they get that gut feel. 
Yeah, but then your conscious mind gets involved. Oh, they'll think I'm silly. (laughs) Right. Yeah, well, they might think you're silly, but guess what? You'll still be alive. So that's that's what everybody needs to to learn from from any of these cases where where people have been murdered like that. It's horrible. I feel terrible for the family. Trust your instincts. Yeah, trust your instincts. Always trust your instincts. Isn't it amazing how many of us don't? It's scary. You get that gut feel, and you talk yourself out of it. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, that's that's that conscious mind, you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the monkey mind. Don't listen to the monkey mind. Listen to your gut. <laughs> Jeez. Yeah. So, tell us, another, right. tell us another story, Dan, about a case that you worked on. These are fascinating events that you've well, had uh, in your life. That's another one. Well, uh, yeah, a real good case that, that uh, shows the value of teamwork uh, happened up here, uh, well, uh, yeah, uh, up here in Arizona, in the, up on the Muggy on Rim area. Uh, we got a got a phone call from someone who said they were afraid that the uh, the guy is missing, and we know that he's an avid camper. He has a four wheel drive. He also is an avid hiker, but we think he's somewhere in Arizona or New Mexico or Colorado or Utah. Can you guys help find him? That's a well, that's pretty a big wide area. area. To search. Yeah, that's a wide area. Whoa. But uh, one of the things I'd like to point out is that when you get a group of psychics together, you get a lot of clues, and any one clue may not make any sense by itself. But when you put them together, you can start uh, mm-hmm. you know, putting together the pieces of the puzzle and get a coherent piece. For example, in this case, uh, I'll get to my part last, but we had one person <laughs> who said, I just get the number 360. I don't know what that means, but I get 360. And another person said, I get, the, I get the fact that he stopped off at some kind of uh, old uh, general store or trading post that was run by a, a little old man, and uh, he bought something there. That's all I got. I don't know where that is. And we had another member, another another friend, who, uh, as it turned out, described the place where the guy w- was down to a T. I mean, perfectly. She said, she said he was in a – there's a tent. He's near a lake. There's a little ravine between him and the lake. There are trees, pine trees around. There's three or four corrals thereby. And she said, this is the kicker, there are red stripes on the trees around him. But I don't know where that is. Of course, you know, that description fits just about any place in Arizona, New Mexico, Colorado, or Utah, you know, know, in our beautiful beautiful southwest. Uh, I started doing my pendulum work. And I did the, you know, is he in Utah? No. Is he in New Mexico? No. Is he in Arizona? Got a yes. Is he in northern Arizona? Got a yes. And then I did, uh, <clears throat> brought out my map, state map, and, oh, there's Highway 360. Or it was 260. There's Highway 260. That number pops up. I said, is he uh, north of 260? And I got a yes. So at that point, I brought out my topological maps, and I just started going through the you know, the, the the topo, you know, is he north of this road, south of this road? Is he north of this ravine, south of this ravine? And that gradually, I'll, I'll narrow down my search area to uh, a specific road, one of those, uh, uh, you know, the wilderness roads between a one-mile one area, 50 yards off to the left of the road. So I, I told him, if you go to this spot here, a specific GPS coordinate, and walk 50 yards to the west, and walk north. Said you will find him within a within a mile. Oh my! That's so, very you know, specific. The, the work that you do, very mm-hmm. specific. It's 
impressive. Yeah, and the good wow. part is, well, it has a sad ending, but the good part is the family was just paranoid. So we were we were dealing with them uh, on the tel- on the cell phone. They went up to the rim because you know maybe th- that's one was one of his favorite areas. So maybe we can tool around and find him. So we were pa- feeding information. They went they found the road that I had picked out. They encountered somebody coming out and and you know showed him the. Uh, a little poster they had made, a missing person poster, and the guy said, "Oh yeah, we found him this morning. He's unfortunately dead." Oh, but they no. took him to the lo- yeah they took him to the location. He had crawled into his tent and committed suicide. Uh, his tent oh, was up on a little hill uh, overlooking a ravine that mm-hmm. overlooked the lake that had three or four little corrals around it, and had the red paint stripes around the trees that were going to be trimmed. Incredible! Oh so, Again, all so of those accurate. clues, all those clues came together. It shows the value of teamwork. Mm-hmm, it really does. Sure. It really does. I mean, it's just amazing that you're able to, uh, even individually or as a team or both, find somebody who's out in the wilderness like that. I mean, that's you really narrowed it down. Like you said, within a mile, you knew where he was. You also, as I recall from the book, talked about you knew he needed medical attention. That also came up, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was it was real strange. Uh, some of the psychics got the fact that he was deceased. I got the fact uh, when I was doing my reading. I said he is physically alive, but he is in extreme extreme mortal danger. So I think what mm-hmm. happened was uh, I was making contact uh, right after he right after he shot himself while he was still alive. Because I got that oh. he was alive, but in in serious in need of extreme serious medical condition. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So. Mm-hmm. Oh my gosh, what yeah. a fascinating case! Too bad, too bad that this happened. And but at least again, you were able to give the family some closure. And it's interesting that they were involved that way. Good for them for getting involved and not just sitting around and and waiting. So it's good that they were proactive. Unfortunately, the, this yeah. person chose to end their own life, which is always sad. Well, we're going to take a very short commercial break, and we will come right back, and we're going to hear more about how to become a psychic detective, what methods to use, how to contact the police without getting arrested and blamed for the case. So (laughs) (laughs) we We hope find out all these details next. (laughs) So stay tuned, everybody. We're going to take a short break. We'll be right back. Are you ready for a new experience of freedom and powerful connection? Would you like a positive, effortless change in your life? Then come to CosmicFusion.com, where we offer the most advanced energy clearing and expansion techniques in the world with a quantum vortex energy to activate your divine blueprint and life's purpose. When your soul leads the way with Cosmic Fusion and Quantum Vortex Energy, you can break clear of past difficulties and blocks with the power of the Source. With Cosmic Fusion, the Source Energy does the work for you. It's easy and effortless. Listen to our free meditation right from our Cosmic Fusion website, the Cosmic Code Meditation. Sign up for one of our interactive webinars today. Come to Cosmic Fusion www.kosmicfusion.com to experience an effortless awakening and transformation. Are you ready for an upgrade? Are you ready for a new experience of living in the fifth dimensional magic and powerful connection? Then visit cosmicfusion.com today. Cosmicfusion.com. 
Your property tax bill. Have you seen it lately? It's frightening. Your property taxes are going up while your home value is going down. It's time to fight back and win. For the real truth about the property tax system, get Attorney Pat Quintilian's book, Are You Getting Screwed on Your Property Taxes? How to Find Out and How to Fix It. Attorney Quintilian answers all your questions and gives you the facts you need to fight a property tax bill that is spiraling out of control. You'll also read about what happens to property owners who don't check their property records, only to find out too late they're taxed on square footage, fixtures, and even buildings that they don't own. Is this happening to you? Learn your rights. Buy Attorney Pat Quintilian's book today. Are you getting screwed on your property taxes? How to find out and how to fix it. Available on Amazon.com. Astridian is a family of cosmetic products with 98% pure ionized minerals. We combine our science with a blend of essential oils to nourish and take care of your skin's health. How does it work? All Astridian products contain the proprietary redox technology, having the capability of simulating an ionic zinc-copper superoxide dismutase effect. This free radical scavenger currently in your body has been diminished by toxins and the daily stresses of life. It is a perfectly balanced mineral complex that all $200 an hour dermatologists, their professors, and ancient history have proven. Redox technology is a process of reducing the skin's oxidation by transferring electrons from a radical state to a stress-free normal condition. Oxidative stress is a form of cellular aging, and as science has proven, a precursor to disease. The free radical theory of aging states that organisms age because cells accumulate free radical damage over time. Damaged cells are not beautiful, but healthy cells are. The Astridium family is presented in four different uses that cover unique benefits to your body. They are the Essential Anti-Aging Series, the Multivitamin Series, Sports Series, and Professional Series. Regain your youth with the power of Astridium. Visit www.astridium.com and inquire. Use the code SUPERNATURAL and receive a 10% discount on your first purchase. Astridium, the beauty of being healthy. Welcome back, everyone, to Supernatural Girls Radio. I'm your host, Patricia Baker, and I am here with my co-host, PK, and our guest tonight, Dan Baldwin. He is the author of a great new book called The Psychic Detective's Guidebook. So, Dan, we've been listening to your stories about some cases you've worked on. Now, Mm -hmm. let's go to... Some of the methods and also, most importantly, let's say you're getting, you are psychic or you're psychic medium and you're getting a hit on a case. How do you go about contacting the police without having them point a finger at you? You have to be uh, straightforward and honest and uh, either call, preferably uh, go down and report, you know, report yourself. Um, First time I did it, I filed, I filled out a little my, my own little report form and walked into the uh, to the police station and asked for the detective in charge of the case. I said, "My name is Dan Baldwin. I have some information. I obtained it through psychic means. Would you you know, allow me to present that?" The officer said, uh, "Of course." He took me back to his office. He was professional, thoroughly polite. He recorded the uh, the epi- you know, the interview with me. Uh, turned off the recorder, and as he escorted me out, he said, you know, uh, the biggest case I had last year was solved by a psychic. No kidding. 
So, yeah, he was thoroughly professional, thoroughly polite. Uh, not that's great. Uh, he, he, may, he may have been skeptical. He may have been skeptical, but it, it did not show. And fortunately, uh, somebody working the case got back to me later, and they said the detective said to tell Dan he connected some major dots. I have no idea what those dots are, mm-hmm. but it was it was certainly it was gratifying to hear that because you, you normally okay. you don't get recognition. No, no, because you don't get just, feedback from them either, that, and that's the yeah, part that's frustrating because yeah. it's hard to tell just how on target you are when you're having to do it totally in the dark. Yeah, you can solve a case and not know about it until you read about it maybe a year or two later when you're scanning uh-huh. the Internet. It's just the way it works. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah, so that's it's one not about... It's not about yeah, if the you're ego. in this for, for ego, forget about it because yeah, you, you, you're not going to get the <laughs> attaboy. It's not going to work. <laughs> well, you can imagine, yeah. you know, the, the the detective going in front of the judge. Well, how do you know the the, uh, the man is guilty? Mm-hmm. Well, the psychic I talked to talked to the murdered woman last night. Okay. <laughs> All right. All right. Because, because <laughs> also, also, some police and some detectives are not. You know, amenable to this. They're just not. They think it's a bunch of hooey, and they don't want to get involved in this. And and there are some, like the gentleman that you met, that was professional and was willing to listen. So not all of them are going to be that nice, right? Yeah, my, my experience has been most of them. I would say probably ninety-five percent. If even the skeptics are still uh, remain a professional attitude, especially if you're providing uh, good information. Uh, mm-hmm. I worked with a couple of detectives up in uh, Yavapai County, and they, both of them said, look, uh, w- neither one of us believe in this psychic stuff. We think that's crazy. He said, but your information, and you as me and my my cohorts, your information is so accurate and so on target, and you have information that only we we have that we're, we're going to work with you on this deal, even though mm-hmm. they were skeptical. One way wow. to handle that. Is uh, something I came. Uh, I was making a presentation back in Louisiana a couple of weeks ago, and there was a, a, a good cop in the audience. And you know, he said, "I don't you know, appreciate what you're doing, appreciate what you're saying, but I don't believe in uh, psychic ability." And I said, uh, "Well, with all respect, do you believe in cop instinct?" Well, of course. Yeah, yeah. And it was kind of we had one of those moments. But if if you put it in terms that they understand and that they deal mm-hmm. with every day, they're they're more willing to uh, even if they don't believe in the the, the the psychic world, they're more you have a basis of understanding. You you can communicate mm-hmm. with each other. So what are the methods that someone should use? So you've given a great example of how to approach the police about mm-hmm. a specific case that you might have some some psychic hits on. So what about the other methodology? What do you recommend? Okay. Well, I use a form, and I've reprinted the form in, in the book. So mm-hmm. if somebody wants to go to the cop, they can look at my form and, and adapt it. But basically, you know, it has a you know, name, address, phone number, and all that. It has a case that I'm working, a uh, list of you know, how, how, it was, how the information was determined, you know, information determined through psychic detecting. And then I write out a, a summary of my uh, of my investigation. You know, I don't I don't list all the yes and no answers and questions. I summarize everything, and then I I submit that to the police. That way, they've got a hard document that they can look at. That's in, in you know it's in a legible form and an easy to understand form, and it looks mm-hmm. professional. That's great. Uh, I, yeah. So that I would, that's I, yeah, I would 
Yeah, yeah. Use that form. It's real simple. And then they can ask questions and go on from there if you want to. And they can ask you to do more. They can, you know, show you the door. But at least you've done your bit. <laughs> right. I will warn right. anybody, do not do not be a missionary for psychic detecting. You know, don't try to convince anybody of the of psychic abilities <laughs> of the psychic world. Just deliver the information in as professional a manner as you possibly can. Yeah. No, that's that great advice. Yes. So you don't need to say, I did this by a pendulum or I did this by tarot cards, because that might be more off-putting to somebody who's not uh, a believer, well, let's I, call it that. No, I think you do. I think you need to be honest with the police. But uh, you, know, you don't need to hammer it home. Like I said, there's a line in the report that says, you know, met, uh, information determined through pendulum dowsing. Uh, yeah, I think oh, you owe it to the cops to let them know. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But then you don't have to, after that, let it go. You know, just didn't give, yeah. give them the information. And if you you know now, you you will occasionally run run up against a skeptic, but that's par for the course. Most of them you deal with are going to be uh, friendly and at least uh, courteous and professional with you. Yeah, and as, as you say in, on the uh, form that you have in the book, you know, give you the information, but don't be a blood dog afterwards and and be uh, pushing them on it because that's that's the hound dog as you said. Exactly, don't be a hound dog yeah. afterwards. Yeah. Yeah. Once you filed your report, unless they come mm-hmm. back to you. Leave it alone. Uh, you can you can do other more research and you can file other reports, but just deliver your reports to the police and don't call them up. You know, why did you find out? Why did you find out? Did did it work? Yeah. Did it? Yeah, or, or certainly not. I told you who the killer is. Why haven't you arrested him? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> right. Right. Well, that's again good advice. You don't want to pester them, then they they won't want to ever deal with you again. So now, exactly. how would people? How would people form their own psychic detective groups? Is there a way to go about that? You would do it as you would form uh, uh, any other organization. I would be uh, very careful about who you work with. Make sure everybody mm-hmm. is, uh, is of the, the same mind. In other words, you want people who are there to help other people. You don't want people there for to get reward money. You don't want yeah, them there so for personal, yeah, personal public relations. Make that up. Make that real clear up front, you know. Mm-hmm. This is a group effort. We're not going to highlight anyone's any specific psychic, and uh, we're not going to go out to reward money. You, that will weed out a lot of the uh, uh, a lot of the lazy psychics right away. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah and then, right you know, on. Yeah, and then you know, vet everybody. You know, make sure they're they're mm-hmm. doing the good work as it goes along. Right yeah, now, well, a, you've been in important. some large groups, right? Yeah. You've worked with some large groups of psychics all around the country and then some smaller groups. And is there any benefit yeah. to having a larger group versus a smaller group? No, because even in a larger group, you're only going to have an, uh, a certain amount of uh, people who will work a case at any given time. You know, because some people are going to be on vacation or some people are not going to feel like pull that to, pull to that particular case. Mm-hmm. Or for any other reason, you know. So you're you're even in a large group, you're going to end up working with a smaller number of people. What counts is the quality of the people you're working with more than yes, anything exactly. else, and that they're all mm-hmm. focused on doing uh, all focused on doing the right thing, which is to to solve the case or find the missing person. Right, right. Yeah. Now, what about have you found people alive? I know that you're the last people they usually call, unfortunately. So. Precious time has been lost. But are there cases where you've been called in sooner and you've been able to find the person alive? 
Uh, yeah, yeah, we've had a couple of those where it, it what where it has worked out. Uh, where we actually the person we found was uh, actually alive. In fact, one of the cases in the book uh, was the Jesse Dugard case. That's in the book. She mm-hmm. was missing for I think 18 years, if I if I remember correctly. Yeah. Uh huh. But she was considered. Uh, she was kidnapped and uh, kept basically in a, a home prison for for 18 years. Had been given up for, uh, you know, for for being deceased. And uh, several of us got involved in that case. And uh, some of us said she's still alive. She knows who she is. Uh, and she's, yeah, at such and such a place and. Uh, in such and such a description of an area, and the case was broken, you know, within a year of the psychics being involved with it. You know, can we take full credit for that? I don't know, but I do know that, you know, she was missing for 18 years. After the psychics got involved, she was found. So our information definitely helped. It sure did. That's wonderful. Yeah. What, what an exciting yeah. thing to have happen. I mean, to actually find somebody alive after all that time. So somebody was keeping her hostage. Oh, how horrible. But oh, she yeah. was found and released. That's that's great. I, I'm really hoping, Dan, that with your book and giving such great advice to people who are interested in doing this, that the police will maybe consider calling teams like yours first rather than just waiting until they have nowhere else to go and too much time has passed. Yeah, I, I, one of the goals of the book is to uh, try to get the police authorities to at least consider, uh, I, I'll be very careful about that, not all psychics because there are just a tremendous number of flakes out there, but very yes, psychics. unfortunately. Psychics with, yeah, well, they, we, we have to live with that. But work with Vedic psychics, and that's psychics who have proved themselves. Mm-hmm. Consider us first responders. If somebody goes missing, give us a call. You would take a, you know, a telecop. You would take an anonymous phone call and act on it. At least give us that that much courtesy. Oh, I That's like that. Wise. And I, I'd Very like, wise. If, yes, and also that you are the psychic first responders. I mean, why not include you guys and gals in this? Why not have you right up front? And be able to hopefully make a difference and save somebody's life. It's just you know, traditional police work can be very plotting. I mean, they have to rely on witnesses or video cameras or something else to really point them in the right direction. Meanwhile, your team can give them specific information. You're talking about giving GPS coordinates. So exactly. why not? contact mm-hmm. you and say here are the coordinates that I came up with and send somebody out to look in that area it just it makes so much sense to do it that way well, yeah and in a situation like that if the psychic is wrong you know right off the bat you know because right. you've gone to the to the location if they're right you know maybe you'll save a life that's very right. you'll arrive very there true. in time yes but you know, yeah, a good psychic or a good team of psychics will come up with GPS coordinates and, and accurate descriptions and hard clues. It won't be, well, the person is missing. There's a tree in the background and a mountain, and there's a stream somewhere, and I, I hear traffic, so there must be a road, you know. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, that, yeah, that's just too that vague. Describes, <laughs> that that covers pretty you know, much information most of the country. <laughs> yeah, yeah it describes any place. But if you can say, mm-hmm. well, go to the corner of Main and, and First, and look on the second floor, and back in the closet, you're going to find the little girl. Bam. Yes, exactly, exactly. Mm-hmm. I mean, there was a very well-known case, and you're probably familiar with it, Dan, and it was made into a, 
a television special on Paranormal Witness, and the name of it was Through the Eyes of a Killer. And this woman, who was amazing, I can't think of her name right now, but she was an amazing psychic, uh, she came up with a lot of information about this serial killer who was stalking women. And she did get to work with two police detectives. One of them was a believer. One was not. He was a skeptic. But she actually took them to the scene of the crime and they gave them such incredible descriptions. But she also had to relive it. So she went through the emotions that this woman, the first victim, went through, which I would imagine mm-hmm. is very tough stuff. Now, do you have do you work with psychics who go through it like that? I have several of my friends who worked who have worked cases who have actually backed away from doing it because it is so traumatic. Uh, you know, they just can't emotionally handle it. Can Can you imagine if you uh, you go into your trance or however you do it, and all of a sudden you're being murdered, maybe horribly? Yeah, murdered. you're Lord, experiencing. Yeah, you know, mm, you're experiencing every cut or every blow or every bullet hole that that person is experiencing, just like you were right there. And that's hard to take. So a lot of people, you know, have to back out just as a matter of self-preservation. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah. Of course, and, some can, some can handle that. it. Yeah. 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 I mean, that's so, that's. Yeah, my heart goes out to those people. Feel. Yeah, mine too. And this woman in Paranormal Witness through the eyes of a killer, I highly recommend that people watch that uh, that particular episode because it was incredible the way she relived every every killing. But she narrowed it down to this one person, and she could mm-hmm. see only part of his name. And she kept trying to get the whole name. She did get the description of the car right, all of those kinds of things. And then they thought they had it, but the DA would not allow them to go after this particular person because the case had involved a psychic. So what she did was the next step, which... She got all of her group together of other psychic mediums, and they did a prayer group to stop this man because he had already identified who his next next victim was going to be. And so he was stalking her, and they couldn't stop him. So the police couldn't stop him. So the uh, women came together in their prayer group, and they prayed that he would feel what his victims had felt, and he would stop. And she said she just felt this energy lift. And the next day, the police, the two detectives showed up at her door and they said, where were you last night? She was like, well, I was here at home with the kids. They said, "Uh, you were? She's like, yes. Well, we caught the killer because the killer was driving in his car while they were praying. He called 911 because he felt some woman stab him in the back in his car (laughs) and he described the psychic totally a woman a short woman with brown hair blah 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 and she was like well i was right here but you see it's so fascinating to me energy is energy and the power of that Mm -hmm. prayer he they said they still can't figure out to this day how this man was stabbed while he was sitting in the car by himself but that's what happened, and when he called them, they came, they searched the car, and they found evidence to uh, arrest him for these murders. But it was a, it's a great, it's a, just a great example of psychic detection at its best, 
And, of course, there were all kinds of, you know, potholes along the way where she was getting cooperation at first from the detectives, and then the DA's office shut them all down. But they still prevailed. So it's just a wonderful episode, again, through the eyes of a killer on Paranormal Witness. Highly recommend it. So, again, yeah, one thing, uh, yeah, so let, much- yeah, let, just let me toss in two cents here. Uh, something, uh, psychic information is not admissible in court, obviously. Right. But the psychics working with the police, if, if, they, if and when they work with you, you can provide information that will lead them to information that they can discover that is admissible. In other words, uh, you, you can't go to the judge and say, the psychic told me that the murder weapon was in the closet. But the psychic mm-hmm. can tell the police, we're getting readings that the murder weapon is in the closet. The police can therefore legally obtain a search warrant for the house for any number of reasons. They can use your information, go to the closet. They can find the, the murder weapon. Now they've, you, know, you have led information that is admissible in court. Yeah, so you can get them to the hard evidence that they would not yeah, be able exactly. to find yeah, any exactly. other way. Yeah, right. Exactly. So that's, that's one of our, our primary benefits. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's great. Wonderful. Now, have you have you solved any crimes this way? Can you tell us any stories that your group has done has actually achieved that? Solving crimes? Well, like, again, the the the, so the the I think we were. Uh, very, very uh, responsible for a lot of the results in that. The man is now the murderer is now in jail. He's he's going to live in jail the rest of his life. You're talking about the man who the father who killed the son. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. Well, thank God he's in jail. That's where he belongs. Yeah. So yeah, but it's I would imagine it gives you a really good feeling that justice was served. Unfortunately, the child was killed, but uh, that the murderer is now serving time the rest of his life in prison. So it is a good feeling. And But like you're it saying, you yeah, can't once, let your ego take over in this. No, because you, know, you basically you have to accept the fact that you're serving a higher good. And uh, yeah, I think once you, uh, you – know, if you drop that attitude, I think your effectiveness will, will drop at the same rate. Mm-hmm. At least I know yes, it would with me. That's why you know, I don't – people ask me, you know, why don't you douse the lottery? Well, that's not how I'm supposed to use my gift. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and people always ask that because if you do numbers or whatever it is that you do, why can't yeah, exactly. you win a yeah. fortune? And the only thing I keep telling them the same thing: it's not for personal gain; it's for personal growth and to help others. You, if you try to make money out of it, you're going to go broke. It's not it's, what it's, yeah, it's about. not going to work. It's not going to work. I know it wouldn't work for me, so I've never, I've never even tried it just on a lark, you know. It's a gift, and I'm supposed to use it in certain areas, and that's that's what I'm going to do with it. Mm-hmm. Exactly, exactly. But I am really impressed, Dan, with your ability. How in the world do you find the GPS coordinates? I mean, that is so amazing, <laughs> so specific. It's, yeah. Well, it's really it's it, it's simple, really. Uh, I use I use Google Earth. It was. Uh, like in the, the the case I mentioned earlier, yeah, I determined that the guy was in Arizona, and uh, got my state map out and it located the area. Then I got my topos out, and you know reduced the size of the box I was researching, and I got it down to that little road area I told you, you know, one mile, one mile mm-hmm. stretch, fifty fifty yards off the road. Then I can get on Google Earth, and find that spot, and Google Earth will provide you with the GPS coordinates. 
Ooh. So I can say, you know, go to 2345-37 to 2345-48 and walk a straight line and you will find him. Wow. Excellent. Yeah. It, it really it's, yeah. it's a great tool for finding missing persons. Yeah. Isn't it amazing when you think of the things that have come about these last years, the tools that we have available to us now that no one would have ever thought about before? Oh no! Google Earth. Who would have thought? We're in a wonderful position to. You're in a wonderful place to help other people with this this type of stuff in in very specific, hard hard ways. Now here's a question from one of our listeners. Yeah. Um, she'd like to know if you've ever helped people find lost pets. Uh, I generally don't get involved in that, but yeah, I've done it a couple of times. You know. Uh, so you just apply the at, same. Same, same, same exact technique, you know. You know, you know, Fifi is down at the park. Run down there, look <laughs> under the slides, you know. <laughs> Get Fifi off the slide. Take her home. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, Fifi's scared of the, the big cats, so you better hurry. <laughs> you know? uh-huh. Right. But, yeah, right. the same the techniques, are, you know, you can find your lost car keys or you can find Fifi the wonder dog or, you know, find the missing person. It's the same technique. So it doesn't matter. So that's wonderful. Now you mentioned that yeah. some of your psychics are uh, find people through dreams. That's good news. I like yeah. to hear that. Yeah, mm-hmm. my friend uh, Chris Robinson over from uh, from England. Uh, he's a he is a dreamer, and that's how he does it. He's worked for uh, God, I don't know, twenty, thirty years. He's cataloged his dreams. He knows he has psychic dreams. So every time he dreams, uh, he will he will write down. You know, like I dreamed of a uh, I don't know a car. And he'll he'll determine what that car means. So he's developed this whole uh, library of images. So when he dreams about certain images, he knows exactly what that means. That'd and he can find reports Great. based on images. Hey, do you mind Ooh. if I do, uh, interrupt and say, uh, mention my uh, my guest in my book, the other oh, side? Go ahead. Go right ahead. Yeah, one of the yeah one of the things you know, people I think will really like about this book is I wanted to give other perspectives of actual people who are, are practicing you know, psychic detectives and their experience. So I interviewed some of the top psychic detectives internationally, and I sent them a list of questions, and I said, stay as much or as little as you want, and I did not edit edit at all what they what they wrote for me. But, uh, you know, in the book you'll find uh, uh, brief interviews with Dwayne Brock, Tammy Carpenter, Jeanette Healy, Rhonda Hull, Patricia Mona, Glenda E. Newton, Chris Robinson, and Renata Masso. And each one of you, you're crossing the whole gamut of psychic abilities with that group. I mean, everything. That's and, wonderful. Uh, yeah, they they were very, very uh, open to participating in the book, very happy, and uh, I'm delighted with the information. So you get you get the real-world experience from people who are doing this, you know, in England, France, Canada, and the United States. And they have some great advice in their interviews that they did with you for people who are aspiring to do what they're doing. So mm-hmm. it is it's right. a great book. Again, it's the Psychic Detective Guidebook by Dan Baldwin. It is an excellent guidebook. So we're going to take another very short commercial break, and we're going to come back. If you have a question for Dan, you can give us a call, or you can Please. text us at 563-999-3539. That number, again, is 563 563- Nine 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 three five three nine. So stay tuned, everybody. We'll be right back. 
Astridian is a family of cosmetic products with 98% pure ionized minerals. We combine our science with a blend of essential oils to nourish and take care of your skin's health. How does it work? All Astridian products contain the proprietary redox technology, having the capability of simulating an ionic zinc-copper superoxide dismutase effect. This free radical scavenger currently in your body has been diminished by toxins and the daily stresses of life. It is a perfectly balanced mineral complex that all $200 an hour dermatologists, their professors, and ancient history have proven. Redox technology is a process of reducing the skin's oxidation by transferring electrons from a radical state to a stress-free normal condition. Oxidative stress is a form of cellular aging, and as science has proven, a precursor to disease. The free radical theory of aging states that organisms age because cells accumulate free radical damage over time. Damaged cells are not beautiful, but healthy cells are. The Astridium family is presented in four different uses that cover unique benefits to your body. They are the Essential Anti-Aging Series, the Multivitamin Series, Sports Series, and Professional Series. Regain your youth with the power of Astridium. Visit www.astridium.com and inquire. Use the code SUPERNATURAL and receive a 10% discount on your first purchase. Astridium, the beauty of being healthy. Are you ready for a new experience of freedom and powerful connection? Would you like a positive, effortless change in your life? Then come to CosmicFusion.com, where we offer the most advanced energy clearing and expansion techniques in the world with a quantum vortex energy to activate your divine blueprint and life's purpose. When your soul leads the way with cosmic fusion and quantum vortex energy, you can break clear of past difficulties and blocks with the power of the source. With Cosmic Fusion, the source energy does the work for you. It's easy and effortless. Listen to our free meditation right from our Cosmic Fusion website, the Cosmic Code Meditation. Sign up for one of our interactive webinars today. Come to Cosmic Fusion, www.kosmicfusion.com to experience an effortless awakening and transformation. Are you ready for an upgrade? Are you ready for a new experience of living in the fifth dimensional magic and powerful connection? Then visit CosmicFusion.com today. CosmicFusion.com Your property tax bill. Have you seen it lately? It's frightening. Your property taxes are going up while your home value is going down. It's time to fight back and win. For the real truth about the property tax system, get Attorney Pat Quintilian's book, Are You Getting Screwed on Your Property Taxes? How to Find Out and How to Fix It. Attorney Quintilian answers all your questions and gives you the facts you need to fight a property tax bill that is spiraling out of control. You'll also read about what happens to property owners who don't check their property records, only to find out too late they're taxed on square footage, fixtures, and even buildings that they don't own. Is this happening to you? Learn your rights. Buy Attorney Pat Quintilian's book today. Are you getting screwed on your property taxes? How to find out and how to fix it. Available on Amazon.com. Welcome back, everyone, to Supernatural Girls Radio. I'm your host, Patricia Baker. I am here with my co-host, PK, and our guest tonight, who's 
incredible stories that he has and methods and tools and all kinds of great information about psychic detecting. So, Dan, you know, going through your book, there are so many great stories. I mean, there's just just an incredible amount of successful cases where people have been found um, and returned to their families, where they've been possibly kidnapped or whatever. And this, again, must make you feel really good that you're part of a group that's able to to bring people back to their, their homes. Yeah, even uh, like you said, even when it's uh, you're, you're bringing quote bad news, at least you're bringing news, and the family is right. not left up in the air wondering sometimes for decades, you know, what happened to Fred or what happened to to Ethel. You, you at least bring closure, even when you're bringing bad news. Right. Now you've also been it's so hard. Yeah. Oh, uh, go ahead, honey. Wondering all the time. No, you're right, PK. That's this. Just the, I can't think of anything worse. It must consume your life when you have a missing relative or loved one. I mean, it, it just has to consume you, which is terrible. So, again, the service that oh, you're it's, providing... It's heartbreaking. It is. Mm-hmm. No, it, it's, it's yeah, yeah. You don't charge for what you do, right? Uh, no, that again, that's uh, that would be an abuse of the gift as far as I'm concerned. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I don't knock people... Who, I do not knock people who do that. But, you know, that's just not what I'm supposed to do. Right, so you don't charge. So if somebody had a missing relative, how would they get a hold of you? Do you have a website for them to go to, and how would they find you? Uh, generally, I work only through uh, police authorities, you know, the, the local police or the sheriff's department or the FBI mm-hmm. or, you know, the Forest Service, whoever whoever's in, in charge of that particular that particular episode. So if, if, God forbid, somebody did have a missing relative, uh, person situation, it would mm-hmm. be wise of them to, after the police have been called, uh, to let the police know or whomever is in charge that you would like to have Dan Baldwin on the case, right? Oh, they can do that, can certainly. That certainly. Way? But, yeah, but I, I don't work directly with families or people, I, you know, for, for any number of reasons. One, you know, you'd be overwhelmed and you couldn't yeah, vote enough to sure. to any one particular case. And two, I, I respect the police, and I want to work uh, work through them in the proper channels to see that the information is treated respectfully and properly. Because you know, there's, uh, there's great opportunity for abuse or accidental b- abuse of the situation. You could get in a lot of trouble. Mm-hmm. You could blow a case for the police. Yeah, that's true too. Yeah. Yes. So it makes one never knows exactly where would they actually, are at that point. Yeah. So they would have to actually request it. From the authority and just say, yeah. uh, you know, this person is missing, but I also want you to bring Dan Baldwin into the case or another psychic group or, into or whoever, the yeah. case to help yeah. find them. Yeah. Mm-hmm. No, uh, yeah, I would advise there's, there's anybody important to, information. to yeah, be sure to vet whoever you ask for, though, because, like I said, there are just there, there are more flakes out there than there are us. <laughs> Definitely. I think you guys know that. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, we don't well, seriously, the, the truth. We, uh, I was working a case with a, again with a group, and we were out uh, doing a search with a, with search and rescue out in the middle of the desert in the middle of the summer, and you had a group of us who were doing this voluntarily. None of us were being paid. Not only did we do the psychic work, but we were also out there pounding the ground, you know. And we got a phone call from the the, the family. Two psychics had approached and were charging them a hundred dollars an hour each to consult. Oh my with. God. And we're going, you know, oh, you know, we're out here, we're we're out here basically busting our butt for you guys, and you're talking to a couple of flakes. 
Good Lord. And paying them, too. Yeah, paying them. But, you know, the, the, yeah. the, the oh, flakes yeah, talk, yeah. talk a good game. But I would say uh, if you're going to work with a psychic, uh, treat them like you would any other professional, like you would investigate a mm-hmm. doctor or a contractor or anybody else. Yeah, ask for references. Good idea. Huh. Good idea. Very good, good idea. idea. Yeah, ask for references. And uh, uh, if possible, ask for references from the local police authorities. You know, know who you're working with. That's that's great. Yes, exactly. Exactly. It's yeah. so important. And and time is of the essence when somebody goes missing. So it, it is important that if you, you want to find your loved one and you can request somebody like Dan, then that's the ideal way. I mean, if I went missing, I would hope, PK, that you would bring Dan onto the case for me. Of course I would. <laughs> I, I wouldn't let you just I the same to, for you. to anybody. <laughs> Don't let me just hang out there in purgatory. Yeah, no. no I think it's a. I, I I would do that. I mean, if there was somebody, God forbid, in my life who went missing, mm-hmm. I I would call you. I would bring you in, or I bring you in through the authorities as you requested. I mean, that's it's just I can't imagine why people wouldn't use this resource. It's what you have to yeah, offer there, there are, is so valuable. And there are a lot of us out there. There are a lot of extremely talented psychics. The the names mm-hmm. I just mentioned are just a few of them. Yes, and all of that, again, again, is in your book. You know, one of the things that surprised me is, yes, we're here. Uh, One of the things that surprised me is that even Scotland Yard works with psychics, and they're so Mm -hmm. renowned, that even they pull psychics in to cases. Um, Yeah, you would be surprised who actually works with yeah, you'd be surprised yeah. at who works with psychics. Uh, although they don't, they will, for uh, for me, maybe obvious reasons, will not admit it. But yeah, there's a lot more mm-hmm. psychic work, legitimate psychic work, serious psychic work going on than people realize. Well, when we think about yes. it, it's been had, been done with the military for years and the governments. Yeah, well, remote viewing for years. Mm-hmm. And again, the the it's police just, I've talked to, like I said, ninety five percent of the time they are at least willing to treat you with respect. And to accept your information, mm-hmm. you, know, you may walk out the room and they may throw it in the round file, but uh, I don't think so. But uh, I don't think so either. I've, I've, they may... I have found that you know they're far more open. Uh, one, let me put it this: one on one, they're very, very, very open. If you get in front of, I can. Oops, you're breaking up again. Different... Yeah, we lost it. They had a far back up on the on one leg. Yeah. Okay. But yeah, one on one, you'll have also. a better response. <laughs> yeah, you'll have a better response one on one, for sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and that's again, that's so important for people to know that there's something more they can do. They can reach out via the authorities to someone like you for for more help. You know, to get this yeah. rolling, I think right away is so important. I mean, that's why they say what the first forty eight hours are the most critical. Forty eight. Yeah. Say that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Absolutely. Often not even, so, uh, you know, often 24. 24, yeah, well, that makes sense. Yeah, it's, it's I mean, it's, you're, you're t- seriously, you're talking a matter, you're talking hours, not days. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Yes, that's right. That's right, because, oh, my gosh. And, well, and things are so crazy today. I mean, people need to move fast if somebody's missing. Now, isn't there some, t- in some states, I believe, there is some type of a, regulation or law that says that somebody has to be missing for a certain period of time before you can even file a missing persons report. 
Yeah, and that varies state by state. And uh, you know, some of the psychic groups are trying to trying to work on uh, you know changing that mm-hmm. because because the time frame is so short. But yeah, I, I can yeah. understand the thinking behind that, but I, I disagree with it. But I can understand the thinking behind it because right. you know they they deal with a lot of runaways and you know husbands and wives split up and one of them march, marches off angrily and just says, well, I'm not going to call back for a week. I'm going to hold my breath until I turn blue. That sort of thing. <laughs> you can't. Yeah, right. You, know, you can't blame them. <laughs> And yeah, they because do, they don't yeah. want to waste resources on things like that. Right. Um, yeah. But at the same time, it's yeah, the people that really do need the Precious help. Time. Are, the clock yeah. is ticking. Yeah. So that's not Precious a good thing. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Now, Dan, you're also involved in sourcing information psychically about the Old West. Tell us a little bit about your work. Now, we've had Rhonda and Dwight on the show, but I know you were involved in all of that psychic research about the the past. Tell us about that. How did you get involved with that? Yeah, that's my good buddies Dwight and Rhonda Hull. Uh, our first book is called Speaking with Spirits of the Old Southwest. And our plug here, our new book, which will be out later on, is called Conversations with Spirits of the Old Southwest. And Dwight and Rhonda are the ones that actually got me involved in this. Uh, Rhonda and I worked on a number of missing person cases together, and we became friends you know, over over the Internet and over the telephone. And we discovered we had a lot of, uh, you know, similar interests. You know, she, Dwight, and I are very interested in the Old West. We're big, big Wild West history buffs. And so they invited me down to, uh, they were living in Sierra Vista at the time, south of Tucson. They said, mm-hmm. let's, you know, we'll go, knock, we'll go knock around some ghost towns and uh, ghost mines and see what, you know, that'll be a lot of fun. So we're doing that, and one day, the, you know, the, 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 the light bulb went off. You know, we got two psychics and a pendulum dowser here. Why don't we see if we can make contact <laughs> You know, like duh. Good thinking. <laughs> and so we, you know, we did we did it we did a test session and we actually made contact and we were able to actually free a spirit our first time out a free to trap spirit, and we said, wow, we are onto something. So we started investigating not only the site, but trying to make contact with the people who lived at that site back in the day. And then you know, boy, a, a year later, you know, the light bulb went off again. Duh. Why don't we write a book about what we're doing? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Well, yeah. <laughs> so you know, we we go and our thing is we one of the best resources for researching history is to talk to the people who actually lived there at the time, and we have mm-hmm. been able to do that. And in our books, you know, um, we're not one of these uh, people. We're not one of these groups that run out and we get a, a an EVP of a voice that says hello, and we jump up and down and say we got it. <laughs> uh, you know, yeah. <laughs> and, and you know, pack up and go home. We sit down and say, "Well, hello, who is this? Can you talk to us?" And we have actually have extended conversations uh, that we reproduce in our book because we're trying to learn. That's we're students, wonderful. and we're trying to learn trying to learn from these people. So you have these, not just the uh, the EVP hooray, but you get, you know, why they said hello, why they said hooray, what what they thought about Wyatt Earp, or what they thought about Doc Holliday, or what they thought about the. Uh, Living at that place that at that time, it's a it's an incredible research tool. It is. It's great yeah, that yeah. you three have come together to do this kind of yeah, work. Yeah, yeah. There was some kind of there's some kind of synergy that gets together w- with the the two intuitives and the and the dowser that seems to uh, to to bring out successful results. We've had phenomenal phenomenal success. Now, what oh, is one of the marvelous? What is one of the most favorite? examples you can give us of 
a connection with a spirit that's passed. Maybe a name, somebody we would recognize like Doc Holliday or Wyatt or somebody like that. Have you spoken to them? We have a, made a, uh, a connection with uh, Maddie Earp, Sylvia Ann Blaylock. That is Wyatt Earp's common-law wife. We have made contact with her several times. What did she have to say? Yeah. Well, uh, we're still we are learning a lot from Maddie. She is uh, she's taking us on an edu- on a on a real educational trip. We've we've spoken with her several times. A real sad person uh, died a tragic life, uh, alcohol and laudanum overdose. Uh-oh. And apparently, yeah, yeah, she uh, she died not too far from where I live over uh, in uh, what today is Superior, Superior, mm-hmm. Arizona. Yeah, in the old it's the old Pinal City. Mm-hmm. But uh, yeah, she would be one of the if you want to say quote famous famous persons we've met. Uh, she's been real interesting. Curiously, and uh, as, as badly as Wyatt Earp has treated her, she has yet to say anything bad about Wyatt. Although obviously he broke her heart and ruined her life, she has yet to say anything oh, no. bad about him. Wow, yeah. wow! And, now uh, um, you've had some really emotional experiences. That's what it sounds like. I mean, it sounds like you connect with these spirits at a heart level, and they're able to share their personal life stories. And those were some hard times for everybody back then. I mean, it's so different than how it is today. So it was tough. I mean, food, water, just some of the basics, shelter, not mm-hmm. easy to come by in the Wild West. Yeah, and uh, one of the things that we have encountered, uh, we asked people, you know, uh, why are you back here? You know, it was these are we've talked to spirits who have crossed over, you know, to the other side, but who have come back. And we've asked them, you know, why, why, why have you come back? And a lot of the answers are, well, I had a really good life here. Uh, I had, a, I really enjoyed my life and the people that I was living with, and I just come back to visit every once in a while. No, so yeah, you know, it wasn't neat. all bad. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's nice to know that that's also a part of it. Yeah, yeah, that's uh, again we're 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 really really at the the very bottom bottom end of the 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 bell the bell curve there and as far as learning we're trying to figure out you know what what actually happens when you cross over. And apparently the, there are lots of options out there and one of the options is to come back. Hmm. So just come back and hang around as a spirit. That's interesting. Apparently, well, yeah. Apparently, some come back because uh, I'm guessing at this point, but it's it's kind of like a small vacation. I think I'll go back where I was real happy back in 1885, and they come back and oh. and, and relive that moment. Others mm-hmm. come back to help people cross over. We've run into that a mm-hmm. lot. Uh huh. Okay. We run in, yeah, we yeah we've run into people of all ages. Some uh, we've run into a little girl who uh, probably I would guess probably nine or ten. And what she does is she comes over here and helps people cross over. I'll be darned. We've run mm. into, into that several times where someone has come back and, you know, there'll be a trapped soul here and they'll, they're they're trying to say, come on over, come on over, it's all right. <laughs> and we, we, it's okay. We've actually, we've actually helped people cross over and that's, that's, uh, that is profound. That is life-changing. What does it feel Isn't like to something? you? Do you? Do you feel like a sense of relief when they cross over? Uh, yeah, the most, i tell you the truth, the most emotional moment in my entire life was when we helped the, helped the guy cross over. This was in Tombstone. Mm-hmm. Uh, we were there with White and Rhonda do an annual fundraiser for Wounded Warriors where we take people around. They may be part of it. And we take people around to different ghost towns and 
kind of tour them about you know what ghosts tell them what ghosts are all about and what spirits are all about and things like that and the last night of the this particular episode we were in uh basically recreating uh an old bar back in the tombstones hop town the chinese section and letting basically let them play psychic and at one point one of the one of the ladies was working her pendulum it was her first day she had done the pendulum and she was struggling she said i think i've got somebody here and so they called me over and i you know because it was her first day and she really didn't know how to do it she was struggling so i took the took over and said yeah there's definitely somebody here so i called dwight over I said dwight you know you're a military investigator you start asking questions and i'll provide the answers so dwight started asking questions and we determined we had a trapped spirit it was a chinese guy who had killed his brother on the spot where we were standing oh back my. in the 1880s had murdered his brother mm. and dwight said wait a minute there's somebody else here yeah cain and abel were both there the brother was there he, we called in Rhonda because Rhonda is brilliant at, at, at helping people cross over. So you had me, Dwight, and Rhonda, and the second spirit was the, the murder man's brother, the victim, had come back over to tell his brother who had killed him, I forgive you. Everything is all mm. right. I love you. Nice. Come on over. So you had the three of us. And keep in mind, this is in front of a crowd, totally unexpected, mm. totally unplanned for. And... uh at the moment that he that he he released and let go, there was a wave of emotion that swept through forty people. There was not a dry eye in the house. It was like oh my snap. God. I was crying. Dwight was crying. Rhonda was crying. It, it was and it was instantaneous. It wasn't like a build up, you know, like at a patriotic speech or something. It right. was just instantaneous. Ever it was like a wave of emotion, and it was that mm. good crying, good weeping. It was incredible. Oh, that's wonderful. Again, very, very exciting work, very heartening. And like you said, it was totally unexpected. This is not something well, yeah, that you are. planned for at all. Well, Dwight and Rhonda and I were, were exhausted from working the whole weekend. We were going to sit the thing out, you know. We were oh, in the back my of the room. Goodness. <laughs> you know? Oh, goodness. But, again, it was, uh, to you, it was the most emotional event in my life. It mm. was incredible. Oh, powerful. Gosh. Now, one of the things that PK and I talked to Rhonda and Dwight about in their next book is trying to contact Geronimo. Did you guys do that yet? We uh, we ran into uh, – we were at Fort Rucker. It's an area where Geronimo lived before the fort was there, and he was carried as a prisoner there. And we encountered a spirit who said he was Geronimo. And we're very careful about claiming that we've talked to very famous people. Uh, but yeah, he was there, and basically his message. You know, we asked him, "Is there something you want to tell everybody?" And he basically was, uh, "I forgive." So again, it's so, all about yeah, that. It's all about yeah. You know, apparently for some of us, when you cross over, you uh, your spirit is elevated a little bit. If it was Geronimo, I have no reason to to, to think it was was not. Mm-hmm. He'd just come back to say, hey, uh, you know, I forgive you guys for what you did for me. I hope you forgive me for what I did to you. Mm-hmm. Gosh, so wonderful Incredible. that you're able to, to touch these spirits and have them speak with you this way. Now, I know that you do have recordings. Did you ever get photographs? Do any of these spirits show up when you speak with them? Uh, Dwight and Rhonda might have a couple. I don't. I've never captured one. 
uh, you know, you you get your your usual orbs here and there, but uh, you mm-hmm. know, I don't know whether that's real or not. But we've gotten excellent EVPs uh, in the in our book. If you go to the end of the chapter and there's a the transcript of the conversation mentions an EVP, you can log on to our website, which is www.beleeparanormal.com. Belee spelled with two e's, b e e, and you can actually hear that EVP that you just read about. Ah. No kidding! Incredible. I think that's yeah. It's you wonderful. Know, which, you know, it's more than just a book. If we if we say that uh, you know Maddie Earp said hello, you can go log on and you can hear Maddie Earp say hello. Or, ah. or whatever. <laughs> that is so neat. I love it when they can cross over like that and communicate in a way that we can understand in physical reality. Because it's one thing when people have the talent that you do or Rhonda or Dwight and you have this immediate connection through your tools or your own intuition and psychic abilities. But for everybody, no matter whether they have psychic ability or not, to be able to hear them talk from the other side or Mm -hmm. see a photo, I just Mm -hmm. think that is the best. It is absolutely the best. Yeah, for me, the, the EVPs are, it's not the be-all and end-all, but it, it, it's a physical validation of that what we're saying really happened for people who mm-hmm. you know, may, may, not act, may not fully believe, you know, here's the actual physical record of it. We know what happened because we were there. Right. Now, have you guys ever used a ghost box? We've seen a few of them out there. Have you ever used that? We use a, a, a handheld recorder, inexpensive handheld recorder, and the pendulum, and that and seems to be it. working pretty well for us. That's it. I think that that, uh, the more the more techno you get, the less you you depend on your own psychic ability, and eventually you oh, depending more on you you, you you depend more on the machine than you do on your mm-hmm. own intuition. And I think right. that just takes you further and further from your goal. So we yeah. keep it simple. Yeah, that's great. So you have more of an actual personal connection with the spirits that you're talking to, rather that's than it, waiting we for wanna, them to yeah. land. Yeah, we again, we, we <laughs> don't collect order. EVPs. We want to we want to talk to people. We want to learn. Right, right. Is yeah. there anything surprising that you've learned from spirit thus far? What is the most surprising thing that you've learned? For me, the the, the most surprising thing is the variety of options that you have once you cross over. That was okay. uh, that was surprising to me, and and again, I think we're just hitting the tip of the iceberg on what those options are. We've I think we've only learned of a couple of them. Yeah, so you've learned that people really, can come back if they want and hang around and relive a moment. What else can they do? Well, again, I think a lot of them come back for well. A good example: we we made a contact with a marine who uh, well, he got married in 1939 over. Uh, south of Florence in Arizona, had a big, beautiful wedding, a cowboy wedding. But, it, you know, I had the fiddles out and had the jug passing around. They were playing guitars, and they were dancing and singing. They had a great old time. It was the happiest day of his life. World War II comes along. He signs up. He's a Marine. He gets killed over in the in the Pacific, you know, thousands mm-hmm. of miles from, from his family. He comes back and relives the happiest day of his life. He comes back oh, with the woman. He's with the, he's with the woman he loves. He's with his family and friends. They're dancing and singing and having a great time. So he comes back again to the happiest day in his life. Mm. Oh, how fabulous! Yeah, I didn't oh, know they could others. do that. Yeah, that's yeah. so cool. We have run into that several times. We've asked him, you know, why are you here? Well, I enjoy it here. 
Okay. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> they send that to me. Something. Yeah. But we always think anyway, the negative side of it instead of the positive. Yeah, we, we have never had a negative experience, not one. Mm-hmm. That's great. We've never, you've never yeah, we, we have never been told. Spirit. Never heard no that. Demon. Get out. Yeah, none yeah. of that. <laughs> <laughs> well, when you start, now, and I know you talk about this in your book, is you pray also for some level of protection, right? And keeping the energy yep. high. Right. So that helps. I do whenever I do it. Yeah, whenever I do a psychic reading, you know, like a looking for a missing person, I've got my little, I don't want to say ritual, but I've got my little steps that I take, and that's outlined in the book, the, the detective book, you know, mm-hmm. the steps that I go through. And one of those is uh, psychic protection. Mm-hmm. And that's, that's it, really basic. I, yeah. yeah, I was going to say, that's necessary, don't you think? Uh, yeah, I think so, because, yeah. again, depending on how you were brought up, you know, you'll have different labels, but I think we all recognize there are negative forces out there. Oh yeah, and I think the yes. psych, I think good, I think good work attracts negative forces in, because they want to mess up the good work. So you have to protect yourself, and and I, there's a simple step that I do that uh, to, to to set up that protection. Yeah, well, that's, again, it is so important, yeah, yeah. and it's something we yeah. wanted to bring out in the interview today that anybody who takes this on really needs to have that that prayer and again all of that is in your book which is called the psychic detective guidebook it's available on amazon.com and again if you want to work with someone like dan now dan how can they contact you what if they wanted to become a part of your group can they do that well that well people can contact me at uh, my email address baldco at msn.com okay and can you spell that out yeah, B is in boy, B-A-L-D is in dog, C-O, baldco at msn.com. Okay, so if you want to contact Dan, that's how you reach him. And yeah. next week, everybody, we'll be back with another show. We're actually going to be bringing a psychic medium on that has crossed over to the other side. She's going to tell us her experiences. So in the meantime, everybody, thanks for listening, and we will see you on the Blue Highway. Thanks, Dan. Good night, everybody. Thank you. Good night. Thanks for listening. Tune in next week for another radio adventure with Supernatural Girls. Dan, that was terrific. Thank you so hey, much. You guys are great. I, I enjoy talking with you guys. It's 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 entertaining but interesting at the same time. It's fun. Oh, well, it's good. fun for us. That's for sure. Yes, yeah. I'm glad glad you enjoyed it. And you know, you can come back anytime you want. You know, just let us know if you've got more stories to share or oh, any yeah, anytime new books you guys, that uh, you're working on. You know, just let us know, and and we'll be happy mm-hmm. to book you back on the show. Love to, love to. Yeah, look forward to it. something cooking. Yeah, oh, I know you do. <laughs> I'll yeah. make sure that you have PK's phone number so you guys can get together for lunch. And I'll be very jealous when I'm not there. <laughs> that, that'll that'll teach you for living out east. I know. We'll go to come out east. We'll go to El Charo or someplace. Okay, uh, sounds good. Uh, uh, one right at the <laughs> Take right, good care. Thank you all. 
Good night. Thank you, Dan. Take care. Good night. Thank you. Thank you, PK.